everyone to poke and go today is thursday october 6th 2022 and it's getting a little spooky out there halloween decorations everywhere really love to see it uh really four and three are great ages for the spookiness they're way into the halloween i'm I'm all into it it's also great for 37 (laughs) 37 42 it's uh in my neighborhood everybody has halloween stuff up it's great it's pretty cool um we have one skull that sits (laughs) out front but we've had it there since like the fourth of july much spookier that way i think so The kids are all watching Dahmer. They get it. (laughs) It is. uh, Halloween's a great uh, timing because, like, unlike Christmas, it was just like, uh, I guess Thanksgiving is technically the start of the season for Christmas, but everyone kind of cheats a little bit and goes early. Like, Halloween is pretty straightforward. Like, October 1st, you you have one month. Mm-hmm. And everyone starts on the first, and they go to the end of it, and then they pick up their shit, and it's over. You yeah, know? it's it's perfect. It's kind of like it's very well manicured and done, and you kind of forget about the decorations uh-huh. every year, and it's just like a fun thing. Well, Christmas stuff is already out at Walmart, and I know this because I did... I fulfilled the American dream uh, this week. What's that? I bought an inflatable hot tub. <laughs> it's right outside this window. You can take a gander. Oh, my God. I bought an inflatable hot tub. And you got to put, I'm sure most people just use the hose. <laughs> but you got to put like chlorine or bromine or whatever in it. And I went to Walmart and the app was like, yeah, we of course we have chlorine on October 1st. It's on aisle Y17 asterisk. And then I finally found out that's in the garden department and it's just Christmas shit. I find the one guy that works at Walmart. There's yes. just one guy there now. <laughs> to find him roaming around. It's like Waldo. Yes. <laughs> and he was like, why the fuck would you want pool stuff? It's October. Because <laughs> I'm a grown man and I bought an inflatable hot tub. To Do you want to hop in after the show? <laughs> we should record next week from inside the hot the tub. The jets are really loud. It's not really a jet. It's like a hose. It's a big hose in there. It's inflatable? Yeah, it's inflatable. But it's like industrial grade uh, inflatable material. There's there's industries that use inflatable material? Not everybody lives in your gilded (laughs) hot tub world. Some of us have to buy a hot tub from Sam's.com. How often are you going for soaks? Is this a nightly occasion right now? You'd know I just got this thing two days ago. The original setup took years off my life. I was at Walmart at midnight with like a bunch of mentally handicapped people in baby Yoda shirts foraging through the Christmas decor looking for an errant chlorine tablet. I had to go to Home Depot like a like a common builder. 
<laughs> no, I've had the hot tub for two days. I've been in it for five minutes. It was freezing. Awesome. <laughs> Tonight's really what, the big test run. What inspired that purchase? Have you? Do you know what a hot tub is? I guess so. I've never been a hot tub guy. Even like, I'm a, you know, I've been in people's houses that had hot tubs, and then they're like, "Hey, we're all gonna get in." And I'm like, "Yeah." What are you worried about overheating? No, I just like don't get it. It's like I'm just feel. I feel hot. I feel you like I'm in a to, car engine. You get to be in a big bathtub with other men. <laughs> just like what's more, I just never gotten it. I like a pool only because it's a thousand degrees outside. We've already we've brought back underrated, overrated. <laughs> I'm saying underrated <laughs> hot tub. Tubs. You're saying overrated. overrated. Yes. it's like a sauna that you can uh, swim around in. Yeah, I don't like a sauna either. Well. <laughs> What would I guess your, I'm a loser. What would your ancestors say? <laughs> They'd say, how else are you going to see all those dudes' balls if you don't go in the sauna? <laughs> that was the big thing when I was at the JCC and the Riley Center. All these old guys like to hang out there and just have their balls stick into the wood of the sauna. Yeah, and their balls are like, it's like an orange in pantyhose. <laughs> it's like two feet long, <laughs> scraping the floor. Just shameless, man. They don't care. No, they don't care. And that, I respected that part. Yeah. But the idea of I want to go sit and sweat, it's like, I live in New Orleans, baby. If I want to go sit and sweat, there's about nine months of the year for me to go do that. Well, uh, it, when you purchase your own inflatable hot tub, <laughs> it's just your sweat in there. And a lethal amount of chlorine from the Christmas section at Walmart. <laughs> Do you deflate it after use or it stays inflated all the time? Oh, it stays. Okay. It is, is a, a one-time It's inflation. a fixture outside. Now. Okay. It's got a whole apparatus. There's a machine attached to it. <laughs> I have strips I have to put in there to see if it has a urinary tract infection. <laughs> Would it not have been easier to buy like a regular like standalone hot tub rather than inflatable? This is the <laughs> defining moment <laughs> of how different our financial lives are. <laughs> why would you be? buy why would you buy a $300 inflatable <laughs> hot tub when you could buy a $8,000 one that's better? Yeah, they are better. <laughs> Wait, the price gap is really that wide? Uh, the real You're hot telling tub. me you inflate this thing one time and then you don't have to do anything again. Why is it that much cheaper? Well, it is an inflatable product. It's going to deteriorate. Okay. It's not like a deck in Aspen where you go out there <laughs> with the crew. I've got an inflatable mossy oak camouflage hot tub in my backyard that Vin dogs are drinking out of. Vinny Chase and the boys aren't bringing the ladies home <laughs> to this hot tub. A, a, a real hot tub at Sam's Club is $5,000. That is why I do not have a real hot tub. Yeah, that's it. You still think that's stupid. You're like, why wouldn't you just buy the $5,000 hot tub? Just, <laughs> I can't believe it's that much more expensive. It doesn't make any sense. The hot tub isn't made out of metal. It's made out of plastic. Why is it that much more expensive? Maybe you get the... I don't know. That is ludicrous. Now I get like... The above-ground pool versus the in-ground pool, I understand why the in-ground pool costs significantly more. Yeah. The above-ground pool, while trashy, is understandably significantly cheaper. This, I don't understand why this is, you're telling me, 5% of the price. Well, let's get you in on the inflatable. <laughs> you can give that a whirl. Then I'll go buy my own. Then if, we, if anyone listening to this it, you know, has key parties... <laughs> Any anyone in the swinging community wants to invite Kush over to try out their real 
five thousand dollars sam's club i'm presuming <laughs> sam's club is the only place one can buy a hot tub uh, i saw wilco last night yeah <laughs> how'd that go it was uh the show was great moron shut the fuck up at a concert what yeah. do you they were talking non-stop yeah we were sitting we got there early so we could get seats it's like the opposite of a Wilco show. People stand in line to get the seats mm-hmm. instead of getting up front. Instead of go to the yeah. We got great seats, but then we were near the bar in the balcony and just morons talking about their stupid, dumb, boring lives. Yeah, just yelling uh, things that no one cares about. You know, while the thing they paid a ticket to get into is going on. Yeah, I mean, Civic's a small theater. Wilco's a pretty big band. Tickets weren't like crazy expensive but they were enough to please stop talking yeah and it's like going to a concert and doing that is even dumber like if you go to a game and people talk the whole time behind you it is annoying but you're like whatever you can still enjoy the game despite that it's very difficult to enjoy a concert when you hear like the din of people screaming at each other Mm -hmm. 10 feet away from you yeah so uh that's a bummer but if if you're coming to spoon don't talk If I, a a friend of mine was like, hey, it was really great to hear Cush bail on you live on air. Yeah, I mean, that happened. (laughs) I have no defense. I I didn't read the calendar very well. I also, if the game was a night game, I would do it. Yeah. But like, I got to be up at like five o'clock in the morning. Do you think that's worth it for me? It's going to be night when you leave the game. Yeah, that, the time I actually like d- depart Baton Rouge, I've, unless you know the vols are down by a hundred, uh, I would suspect it'll be pretty late. Yeah, but we actually have real sports to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. It's nice to have a, uh, both teams going double barrel action. Nice weather, both teams. Both teams are going. And uh, hey, if you remember what uh, despair feels like, welcome back because the Saints are bad. And it's uh, a little hopeless, and people are starting to freak out a little bit. And all of that good vibes that everybody had entering the season, I think that's starting to crack. And uh, and and you're seeing some fractures, and people are losing their goddamn minds. You're talking about the Pelicans. Uh, no, the Pelicans <laughs> is like, everybody thinks they're the greatest team in the world. It's like, well, they're over-under 44 wins. So, I, I mean, but that's how it was with the Saints. The Saints were an eight and a half win over under in Vegas. It's an even money bet. Every single 26 26 media members. And again, this isn't fans. This is media members. Yeah. Uh, they all picked them to win 10 games. There was a lot of belief in this team and this roster, and they are not good. Yeah, I remember the tweets. Uh, <laughs> they're not good. No, they're not. And uh, I think there was some question. We we had questions. You know, we keep kind of giving excuses of, well, Jameis is hurt. Well, Jameis is blind. Well, <laughs> all the receivers are injured. Well, they're going to be in London. It's a weird time zone. Yeah. They're not good. Are the excuses... Have they run out? No, they haven't run out because they still they came if you missed it. Uh in <laughs> London, the Saints missed a field goal uh at, you know, a 60-yard field goal I believe it was by Lutz, double doinked uh that would have sent it to overtime. So they lost by 3. 
back and forth game. Uh, Saints gave a lot of effort. They were right there. A couple questionable penalties. So that'll obviously we'll blame the refs a little bit. Uh, the Saints had ample opportunities to win that game. They didn't. And so now they're one and three. I think it was actually the best they've played all season. Uh, better than they played against Atlanta. They just mm-hmm. happened to have won that game when they lost this one. Uh, but I think it also shows that they're not that close to being a good team. And uh, they've got real problems, and they are also banged up and hurt, but I don't know if those injuries are going to get significantly better anytime soon. Well, what I was really watching that game for was to answer the question of, is Andy Dalton the correct choice for quarterback? Yeah. And there was a heart-wrenching fumble, mm-hmm. and other than that, I think he did an okay job. Yeah, and that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Okay job, Andy Dalton. Nice guy. Seems like a, seems like someone I would buy insurance from. I was yelling at the TV. I was like, call. <laughs> I was calling him old. My girlfriend's like, he's fucking three years younger than you. He's like, I know. He, like, his old ass off the like field. Twelve years younger than Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I mean, he he does a lot of what noodle arm phase of drew Brees did which now not as good as far as reading the line and all that kind of stuff that Brees was like a savant uh because Brees was incredible 15 yards and in dalton is good at it though like he can get the ball out and he can get it to open guys that are within you know short mm-hmm. yardage and that is a huge thing that this team needs because Jameis didn't do that Jameis they kept launching the ball he was holding it forever and getting sacked and like you know you're gonna have things where Andy Dalton does really dumb stuff but it's not gonna be quite as bad as Jameis and especially hurt Jameis who was god awful and uh yeah I think Andy Dalton's the answer for this team considering where they're at at the moment considering the weapons that they have um but they're just kind of in a tough spot like they thought they could lean on that defense and I don't think they can. I don't think you've got the you know next incarnation of the 2000 Ravens or the uh, 1985 Bears. Like That's not what this defense is. So you have to have a good offense to win, and they just don't have a good offense, and, uh, and their defense is just okay. You know? Well, the defense uh, did w- – they were streaky. Sure. But their, their baseline is fine, mm-hmm. and their streaks are a very good defense. And mm-hmm. Cam Jordan – Became a real boy. <laughs> he wished on a tree, and I've never seen Pinocchio. I don't know what happened. It was happens. a star. They wished on a star. Yeah. <laughs> I figured he's made out of woods. <laughs> he became a real boy and looked like Cam Jordan from four years ago yeah. uh, during brief glimpses in that game. The defense, are they withering because of injuries, mm-hmm. because of uh, uh, being tired? because they're not getting the results yeah. would it be a different story if the defense was playing their ass off each week and they were getting wins out of it but they're losing yeah and that is a thing that builds yeah uh i mean this is it's very hard to determine exactly where the defense stands i do think they're good but i don't think they're great and they i mean minnesota went straight down the field in the first drive and that felt like Welcome to reality, man. Like Kirk Cousins just, you know, went right through you. And they, they had their moments where they stood up. And, and look, those penalties to 
get the Vikings the lead were difficult, and those were probably bad calls. But this team had a lot of chances to win that game otherwise. And I, I do think it just kind of shows like all of the strength that we thought of this roster. It's a little. It was thin at the top, and that's Michael Thomas not there, Alvin Kamara not there, Jameis Winston's not there, Marcus May wasn't there. I don't, I'm trying to think of who else wasn't there. But they had enough guys who were mm-hmm. not there. You could be like, yeah, like the next level down has some holes, and especially when it comes to the weapons, the Trout Man is one of the worst goddamn football players I've ever seen in my he life. He had one catch in that game. What are you talking about? <laughs> is, so the amount of just like whiff blocks, he's like downfield, you're like, if this guy makes the play he's, supposed, he's being paid to make, this is a 25-yard gain. Instead, it's a <laughs> negative one-yard gain because he sucks. He's so bad. Um, and then, you know, just your run-of-the-mill, like the, the the offensive line is banged up and they're not very good to begin with. And you've just got a team that is meh. And they were supposed to be meh. We were all sold a bill of goods that they were supposed to be good. And I don't think they were ever really that good to begin with. Now, there is a lot of time. We've seen teams go 1-3 and three or even 0-4 oh and, and then make runs through October and give themselves a chance. Uh, but I would say the Seattle game is about as make or break as it gets for you know early October in the NFL. I'm not hearing a, a ton of confidence in the Seattle game, which was like automatically checked as a win. Yeah. Before the season started, mm-hmm. maybe even as recently as last week, it was definitely 100% done deal. Yes. So is the Carolina game. Seeds of doubt planted, mm-hmm. watered, yeah. growing. <laughs> Look, I want to focus on the positives from last week. Okay. And Andy Dalton is a better quarterback for the Saints than Jameis Winston. That's yes, fair. Yes or yes. Yeah. Yes. I think that's fair. Then, then certainly, then you know, uh, eleven vertebrae missing, uh, Jameis Winston. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. No, yeah, he's I'm, got no. He's he's without vertebrae. He's <laughs> literally spineless. <laughs> I was trying to tiptoe around <laughs> saying that. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what Jameis would have looked like if he hadn't gotten hurt. Uh, but the hurt version that we saw for three games. That guy is not good enough. Uh, and Andy Dalton is not great. And did's a stretch to even call him good, but he's serviceable. Uh, mm-hmm. And he can give you an opportunity to stay in games. He can move the chains and he can, you know, the, the Saints were so bad in the first half of that game offensively. I think they had 80 yards at halftime. Yeah. Um, but he got stuff together. They looked a little better. They look a little more rhythm. And like, they're not dead like they're not like atlanta and uh even carolina who beat the saints but there's a handful of teams in the nfl where like they're dead Mm -hmm. they're just very bad they know they're very bad and they're not really trying to be any better than that i don't think the saints are quite there yet but they are just in this like red zone of being like you better get your shit figured out really quickly or uh, things are going to get bad. And I honestly think the reason that everyone has such anxiety about this team is not only they were sold a bill of goods, which we've mentioned, uh, but they put a lot of emphasis on this season. This was the Saints traded their first round draft pick for this year. That does not say a team that thought they were going to be out of the playoffs and especially a team that didn't think they're going to be on the outside looking in on October 9th or whatever, you know, Sunday mm-hmm. is. So it, it, it is not, 
it would be a huge whiff organizationally if they continue down this path. This game is a chance to set things straight for the Saints, and it seems winnable. Yes. Seattle is not a good team. They do not have a good quarterback. This is going to be in the Dome, and people know that the Saints need to win this game. Yeah, I am excited to see Andy Dalton in the Dome with uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, there's still no update on his toe injury. Mm-hmm. Dennis Allen today, this morning, said that there was no update for it. He's just a man with an injured toe. Yeah. The that, toe that injuries. Marcus Davenport. These guys need to get steel-toed cleats. They should play in caterpillar boots. Can they do that? <laughs> Lugs? <laughs> the steel-toed boots? Yeah, some Doc Martens are going to show up with a team of Doc Martens. It's just funny to be a you know a giant, badass football player, and then it's like, my toesies hurt. <laughs> Little toesy-woesies. Uh, I mean, do you feel the despair of this team right now? Or are you still kind of like, hey, you know, it's a long season. It is a long season. The touting of the Saints being, you know, playoff breakers, all-stars, that was local media. That was the 26 local media players uh, saying that the Saints would win at least 10 games. Yes. That was not really the national. No, no one thought that nationally. Very few. Peter King, I think, had them winning the division and a handful of others, but not many. But not not very many. Yeah. So this is in line with projections. Maybe you switch around a, a win or a loss here or there. Mm-hmm. But this is still, I think, on track for what most people were expecting this is still a team that can get out of this division this division stinks Mm -hmm. brady stinks this season Mm -hmm. well yeah he's got no weapons he's old he's getting divorced (laughs) yeah i'm not counting that guy out until he's in the ground and dead (laughs) i just want people to cut this podcast and play it whenever he you know ends the season with I just uh, <laughs> five thousand yards. Yeah, I, I mean, this is uh, it's really hard to see where the big bright spots are, uh, but it doesn't take much in the NFL. Like a little bit here and there loses you a game, a little bit here and there wins you a game. The Saints have done a lot of dumb stuff. They stop doing those dumb things, the dumb penalties, the dumb turnovers. Like it really is that much. Like. It's not college football where usually there's a pretty big gap between the teams in a game, and the game's really long. The NFL is like, it goes by in a flash. One or two plays can make a difference. I think this team can start winning. They better start winning uh, starting on Sunday. They could very easily be 3-1 and one at this point. Sure. I think this is a average team that has dropped some games due to uh, very bad clock management Mm -hmm. and questionable coaching decisions and quarterback play. And penalties. The penalty against uh, Tyron Matthew. uh, Awful. Undebatably incorrect. Yes. I get why Saints fans go crazy about stuff like that when you watch the replay. It's simply not... It, it's not the correct call. There's yeah. no room for error in seeing it. That was a game-changing call. This team could easily, very easily be 2-2, two and two, and I think probably should be 3-1. and one. I do not think they are a great team. I think they are an okay team that is 
making a lot of mistakes, and it doesn't seem like they're cleaning them up that well. No, and I don't know where they can turn. I think that's Dennis Allen keeps like, like we watched video of how guys turn the ball over. It's like who gives a shit? You don't think these guys know how turnovers work? Yeah, don't let somebody punch <laughs> the ball out of your hand as you're falling down. Okay, coach. It's like I was like, what do you think these guys are just gonna like start falling down? When I was like, what do you like? Andy Dalton didn't mean to fumble the ball. He just did. You yeah. know, it's like this is. Uh, it's it's not that simple that I th- and they don't really have anywhere to turn. A lot of the guys who are making the mistakes, you know, Will Lutz missed field goals early in the year and what like there's nowhere to turn. Like this is just who you have. You're not going to be like you know bench them like they're you know in junior high. You know it's, <laughs> this is what you got. And you know, Alvin Kamara fumbles the ball, you know tough crap. Yeah. Uh, you know Mark Ingram fumbles the ball. You got to deal with it. And now Latavius Murray is gone after he had a great game in Minnesota. People freaking out about that. I don't think it matters really at all. Uh, I think almost anybody could have gotten almost the same performance. Uh, I think they blocked well and they had some good plays. I mean, he looked good out there. He looked good. That's that's yeah. what you can say about that. He's a large man. Yeah. He's been on the Saints before. I think that's pretty much it. And yeah, and he went to Denver, and uh, I would go to Denver too if I was him yeah. because they don't have a starting running back that's healthy, and Alvin Kamara is going to come back. And Mark Ingram's still there, and you're not going to get that many touches. It's pretty simple. I don't understand why everyone was losing their goddamn mind over it, but it's Twitter, so I don't know what I can expect. You're off Twitter. You're on Twitter. Current status on Twitter? On Twitter. Horrible. Not a good idea. Horrible idea. I'll be off soon. Don't worry. I'll step in it very soon, and then I'll just be off. I'll say something that I didn't know was bad and turns out I'm racist. Um, So (laughs) on that note, we will take a quick break. We will be back. We've got Pelicans to talk about, a little bit of college football, and, of course, your local breakdown. So stick around. We'll be right back. Pope and Kush. Polk and Kush is brought to you by our sponsor, Crescent Canna, the first New Orleans company to offer legal THC gummies registered with the Louisiana Department of Health. They're registered under very cool. It's a scientific (laughs) category. If you're like most people, including us, we had no idea that THC was legal in New Orleans, but it is. As long as it is derived from hemp, and meets Louisiana standards for compliance. Hemp is crazy, man. Hemp's the best. That like uh, George Washington, he was a big hemp guy. Yeah, I don't think he smoked it, but you know he like had a blanket or whatever, <laughs> and it got him really high. <laughs> Crescent Canna makes legal THC gummies with real Delta Nine THC and delivers them right to your door in Louisiana and across the country without a prescription. That's right. Not just in Louisiana, not just in New Orleans, anywhere in the country. If you are interested in giving them a try, order a free THC gummy sample online at com slash free, F-R-E-E. You heard that right. The sample is completely free. Just pay shipping and you're going to get some free THC gummies. Yeah. And these Canna Moons, lights out. They do the job. They will, if you can't afford an inflatable hot tub, <laughs> the Crescent Canna gummy will bring the inflatable hot tub to you. But <laughs> for free. For free. Who's giving you anything for free? No one. Wendy's doesn't give you anything for free. These people are giving you something for free. And these things are like... 
I've got like a razor out, and I will shave off like a French gelato topping <laughs> with just like a little hair of the cannamoon, and then I take it and then blast off into space. It doesn't take a lot for me. I don't think it's going to take a lot for you either. This is high-quality stuff. Have you ever smoked hemp? No. I smoked hemp and went. I became an eagle <laughs> soaring through the sky. And... <laughs> the the Delta Nine in these in the Cannamoons, basically the same thing. Well, that sounds lovely. Uh, additionally, you can still get thirty percent off of Crescent Canna CBD THC products with the promo code Kush K U S H. That's the promo code Kush. Uh, you must be twenty one or older to purchase and consume THC products. Age verification at checkout. We. Love the folks at Crescent Canna. Once again, that is crescentcanna.com slash free. I don't think you're going to forget slash free. Slash free. Beautiful. What an offer. I've seen the little samples, too. They're awesome. It's the real deal. It's what you're going to get when you purchase these things using promo code Kush. I take, I take a tiny little fragment, and then I watch anime. <laughs> <laughs> and it may i don't even have it on english and i understand it you can you can suddenly speak japanese i have a pokemon with me <laughs> these things are made for the backyard you yes. got stars up in the sky inflatable hot tubs rumbling mm -hmm. you're listening to a little cold play <laughs> Have yourself a mettery evening with Crescent Canada. You should be a novelist. I don't know what you're doing wasting your time on this podcast. I, I don't know either. <laughs> uh, you know, it is a beautiful time of the year. There's a lot going on. It was a beautiful day on Saturday. I took my kids out to the open practice for the Pelicans. Uh, we had fun. It's a very silly event. Mm -hmm. uh, there was almost no basketball. There was a hot dog eating contest, and there was a terrible singing contest, uh, and there was a little bit of dribbling and stuff, but they yeah. sold popcorn, and it was nice to be in the arena. There was a ton of people there, uh, and it was a very uh, festive and jovial crowd, and it really did show that people are fired the hell up for this team. Yeah, I, I saw your picture in particular. It seemed like the lower bowl was pretty full up. Very full. Now, there was not much basketball. There was karaoke action, correct? Yes. I left pretty quickly. Yeah. I was <laughs> Once they started, so I was like, I don't want to listen to bad singing. The, uh, the thing that's burned into my memory was Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I believe, yes. singing Michelle Branch. Uh, Vanessa Carlton. Sure. Thank I'm you. sure there was something similarly goofy this season. Maybe Jackson Hayes singing Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus. <laughs> Uh, somebody was, uh, Dyson Daniels was singing, uh, Party in the USA and it was very bad. Oh, by Miley Cyrus. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's not from the USA, so it was probably difficult for him. He's, uh, he should be singing a, a safety dance <laughs> from a men at work. I don't think that's, they sing Land Down Under. Sure. And they sing, uh. I don't know. Something else about Australia. ACDC's in Australia. There we band. go. There we go. They could have done Thunderstruck. I'm sure he knows that song well. Yeah. He's probably a big ACDC guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Angus. Angus. Uh, no, it was fun. It was, you know, I'm glad the Pelicans do it. It's free. The parking's free. It's like, why not do it kind of thing. Uh, I'm, I, I, it's nice to have it back after COVID uh, for a year there, year or two there. Um, good. I was glad to see everybody happy. Zion was like ebullient. He was like walking around like the Pied Piper everywhere he went. There was like people like flooding down the aisleways to try to get a picture with him. He was like stopping and signing autographs and walking around. It's like a totally different version of him. And that carried over into the first preseason game, uh, which was Thursday night. Oh, sorry. Tuesday night uh, where the Pelicans put up 40 points in the first quarter against the Bulls. And Zion essentially was smiling the entire time he was on the court. We touched on it last episode. He quite literally looks like a different human being. The way he's carrying himself. Yeah. The, uh, one thing that has not changed is how good he is at basketball. Yeah, he's awesome. I uh, mean, he's like a... It, it is now like a hyper version of his best form at Duke. Yes, he is... Uh, I'm very curious to see like how unstoppable he looks in a regular season game. Uh, but it looked like he had all the bounce and all of the, you know, athletic ability and all the instinct all was back. And it had been a long time since we'd seen him play. So it was very nice to see him back on the court. And it really hammered home. Like I felt bad for the first three years of how often I was calling him fat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like you're like, yeah, you know, is he really fat? Is he just, you know, a thing is, no, he was really fat because he looks so much better. And if he wasn't fat, you couldn't have lost that much weight. He, he was playing legitimately quite out of shape and was still kicking everyone's ass yeah. in the 80 games that he played. Uh, and so I don't know how much different it's going to make him now that he like actually looks like he's in shape and actually looks happy to be playing basketball again. Uh, you would think it would help tremendously, though. I know that it will. Yeah. I mean, his first step uh, was already absurdly quick for somebody his size. Now he has the athleticism to back it up. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see him finish at the rim. And I also like he's getting quadruple teamed in a preseason game <laughs> from like half court. Yeah. And, you know, he's like seeing uh, CJ McCollum out there mm-hmm. and like open shooters. Uh, our favorite Devontae Graham had a, a, a pretty good night shooting. Yeah. And you start to wonder when you see what's coming in Zion. Is that going to elevate these former shooters like Devontae Graham and and get them back into that groove? Like guys like Devontae Graham are playing five, six minutes a game. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with streaky shooters like them. They have to get into a rhythm. And if Zion is getting that quadruple team yeah. in the preseason, yeah. is are, are players going to uh, effectively rise to the occasion and start making them pay from outside, which is something we did not see last season. Yeah, no one watched <clears throat> the COVID year, the 2020-21 season, because it was so miserable to watch empty gyms and the team sucked. But, like, literally, there was open shooters all over the court every single possession because everyone was just, like, three guys in the paint against Zion. Uh, and no one could make them pay because Eric Bledsoe was terrible and Lonzo mm-hmm. was terrible. and Everybody was terrible except for Zion and kind of Ingram. Um, that season, he was not great. Uh, this year, I find it very hard to believe that with the shooters they have around him, particularly C.J. McCollum, uh, that they're not going to be able to make teams pay yeah. for that. And 
defensively, we'll see how it all works. I think they they will have some deficiencies there. Uh, Herb Jones makes up for a lot of it, but man, when you saw just the gravity that he brings, and then you add that to okay, someone's going to have to cover Ingram with one guy. Then you got to cover CJ McCollum somehow running around the perimeter the whole time. It is a there's a lot to be reckoned with, and like. I do look at that line of 44 wins, and I'm like, I don't know what Vegas is seeing here. Like, I, uh, Unlike the Saints, which had a glaring hole at quarterback, that was just like, all right, I get why this roster might be good, but they're eight and a half wins. That's fine. 44 wins for this team. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, they've, they, they're not missing anything. They're very deep. They just don't have a lo- that, like, 1A all-NBA guy yet, but Zion very clearly can be that guy, mm-hmm. and Ingram very well can be an all-star. So it's like I, I just see a lot more potential in this team than the national media uh, or at least the Vegas line thinks, but I think a lot of people are feeling that way. It seems like I, I would think almost everybody is betting the over on that number. I didn't see really any national coverage regarding the Pelicans' prospects on the season. I saw it about Zion looking different. I didn't hear anything about the team's depth, which you just mentioned. I didn't mm-hmm. hear anything about Zion being healthy and what it means for the Pelicans. It was it was like a TMZ tabloid piece of, <laughs> oh, this guy looks different. Yeah. So this could be you know the opposite of the Saints, and I, I think it will be. Yeah, I mean, do you see, like, obviously they have weaknesses. Most of them are defensively. But, like, when you look at that roster, like, I don't know how you're not encouraged. Like, how do you how do you, how do you turn on the game and watch them play a quarter and go, like, well, you know, I think it could be a long season. <laughs> like, it just, yeah. now injuries can happen and all sorts of stuff can go wrong. I'm not saying it can't, but, like. I just don't see a giant weakness right now. No, and I I think uh, not a weakness, but a question mark would be the players coming in, and everybody was very satisfied with uh, Dyson Daniels. Yeah. Um, Particularly his fourth quarter play. You know, we are talking about a preseason game against Chicago. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he made free throws. He stepped up. I think he had 20-something points. And uh, you, you kind of, I think back to... The unknown players that until 10 games before the end of last season were very unknown yeah. coming to. And maybe Willie Green and the people around him are the correct people to help young guys blossom. Yeah. And let me be the first to say it because it's going to I think it's going to become a thing. It might not become a thing, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Uh, Brandon Ingram has got to stay on the goddamn court this year. He misses too many games with soft injuries. He missed a lot of games last season. He missed a lot. Like, he, in his career, has missed a lot of games with soft tissue injuries. If this team is going to be a 50-win, 50-plus win Mm -hmm. team, he's got to play 60 to 70 games at least. And I, that's one thing that I really don't know. I think C.J. McCall will play a lot of games. I actually think Zion's going to play a whole lot of games. Uh, I don't know about Ingram. It's always been a little weird. And the fact he sat at that preseason game, while completely meaningless, just kind of brought up some PTSD with me. I'm like, <laughs> dude, where is he? Like, why isn't he playing? Which was most of last season. I was like, how many, is he going to take 
10 games in a row for a sore knee or whatever it was. It just seemed weird. And then, of course, once they got to the postseason, he didn't miss any time, and he was great. Yeah. So it's like it is it, it, a little affirming in that, like, we know what he can do when he's playing. He's just got to be on the court. And so I'm getting ahead of that take. <laughs> I'm, so that when he starts missing games, you can't be like, oh, you, you know. I heard it here on Polk and Kush first. He called out Brandon Ingram before anybody else could reasonably need to call out Brandon Ingram. So your take is that the best player on the Pelicans <laughs> should play the most to help them win more games. I take is that Brandon Ingram has got to play in games in which he is not 100% healthy to play in, which was always the thing with Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. And people really kill Anthony Davis for it. Uh, and reasonably so. That's completely correct. Right. Ingram's got a little bit of that. I don't think it's quite as bad as AD. But he's got a little bit of that, and he needs to not do that this season. That is like the only area where I am, you know, concerned would be the wrong word because I don't think it'll be that thing big of a deal of derailing the team or anything. But I do think that's like a, a thing to watch and uh, one of the few negatives that I can conjure up uh, with a team that looks really good. Yeah. So I'm just getting ahead of that take. Got it. Mark it down. <laughs> You'll remember who was the first guy <laughs> to shit on Brandon Uh Yeah, that would be me. So, uh, you know, a lot going on sports-wise. But, of course, there's always tons of fun news happening in this wonderful little slice of America. That's right, everybody. Time for the local breakdown. It is good, juicy jazz. You put pass in a swamp, and that's Nolans in a nutshell, baby. <laughs> well, it is no inflatable hot tub. <laughs> but there are other swimming options in the city. Uh-huh. Uh, one of which, a massive pothole. You can't call it a pothole at this point. It's a sinkhole. <laughs> it's a tomb. <laughs> it's just an open hole in the ground. Yeah. I think we all saw the man doing laps. In the French Quarter, emerged up to his neck, probably a five-foot-ish pothole. Unbelievable. You saw this video? Uh, I saw a still picture of it. There is a goober, and he's, get this, drinking. <laughs> In the French Quarter? At night. <sighs> and then what makes we to? a questionable who, who decision. God. This guy hopped in the hole. Men love a mysterious hole in the ground. <laughs> Just hop right on in. This guy, what diseases is he going to conjure? It didn't rain. It wasn't raining there. It was not raining. Was it near a porta potty? <laughs> Probably. I'm just, I'm just saying, it hasn't rained in weeks. It hasn't rained in a while, and there's about five feet of water, and you can see in the video, like, when he's splashing around gayfully, I mean that, like, happily, not, don't laugh that much at that, he, the water is, like, spilling over, and, and there's, like, a green tint to it, it's like an oily sheen, oof, and then, you know, his compatriots are just filming him, laughing, gabbing, he's gonna come out as bebop, <laughs> <laughs> Secret ooze. What does that guy go home and tell his wife? I can't. That guy's married. We've yeah. all got problems. 
I wonder if it turned into a tentacle. <laughs> I remember uh, one of the big floods. It might have been the May flood in 95, and I swam uh, with two friends in Audubon Park and... Uh, like on the golf course mm-hmm. we swam through it and we're like you know treating it like a pool you know like uh, mouths open <laughs> just like swimming through this rainwater in this golf course and we got back to his house and his mom was horrified oh yeah it was like this is the dumbest idea anyone's ever had like, you guys are gonna be sick for months <laughs> Not like get gangrene and die thankfully nothing ever happened because when you're 10 nothing ever really happens you know uh, but it was it was a wild scene I would not do that on a dare. I wouldn't do that for any amount of money. It was that guy. How long do you think he was in there for? He was stewing. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. He he was making a scene. You know, it's going to suck in like uh, five years. There's going to be one of those like selfie museums. Or, you know, like the Jam Nola thing. Where uh-huh. You go in and you take your picture on a streetcar, but you're inside. Yeah. There's going to be one of those in a couple years where it's a swimming pool pothole fantasy. And they're going to have like chlorinated water <laughs> and a tiki bar. Everybody just hops in a hole. And it's like, isn't this fun and cute in New Orleans? If they had decorated your inflatable hot tub like a pothole, imagine the possibilities for social media. Maybe I'm the one (laughs) who opens the pothole swimming hole. You should do it. Make a pothole swimming park with a bunch of inflatable hot tubs. Investor? How many people can fit in that inflatable hot tub? Two to four, according (laughs) to the box. (laughs) Two two Louisianians, four anywhere else's. Oh, man. Well, uh, when I was watching the game on Sunday, I think it was late. It was around 11, so it was probably like third quarter. There was an ad that came on for John Kennedy. Incredible. And uh, it was basically a lot of footage of riots, protests, defund the police, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of it, what struck me was he said, uh, the next time, if you don't like the police, the next time you're in trouble, call a crackhead. Incredible. What he did not tell the public (laughs) is how incredible the crackhead response time is. (laughs) Immediate in most cases. Yes. I've never met a crackhead that wasn't helpful. Mm -hmm. If you give a crackhead crack, they'll help you out. (laughs) Like a St. Bernard. (laughs) There's not much you can do with a cop once you've called. If you call them, say, hey, I need help, they go, we'll get around to it. Sure. Crackhead, immediate vindication. (laughs) They're on the scene. You need them to get into something, they can climb the barbed wire. Yeah. You need them to... Take someone out. You need them to jumpstart a car. They know how to do all this stuff. Sean Kennedy is such a foppish, fake, foghorn, leghorn douche. Oh, yeah. Also. And, you know, whoever he's running against, I'm sure, is also a giant douche. So, whatever. <laughs> uh, but it's he just call a crackhead. He's just such a he's just such a phony. He's like a fucking Ivy League whatever, and he makes himself out to sound like you know he's like Mark Twain's understudy. It's just the whole thing. He liked some things Mark Twain had to say. <laughs> One word in particular, 
Every time John Kennedy speak, I bet like if you can read lips and you read that commercial, it would just be the N word. He does look like he's wearing lipsticks. I do want you to go on your phone right now. Okay. We're going to do this live and go to callacrackhead.com. Okay. Okay. And while you do that, we're going to give credit to the people of Louisiana for their ingenuity because there is a whole slice of lovely people. It's a phone number. It's a phone number. I'm going to call it. It's John Kennedy's DC office. So if you go to callacrackhead.com, it d- directly dials John Kennedy's DC office. And crackhead is like, who? D- <laughs> Dude. That guy just has. You know, like, resting bitch face. That guy is, like, resting racist face. That guy is resting clan face. (laughs) He's just... I don't even think he cares. That's the thing. I think it's all this, like, goober act that he knows is, like, red meat for idiots. And he's just like, well, this this will work. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Yeah, the people who say defund the police are complete fucking idiots, too, in my opinion. Um, But it's like, this is is the polarity that we often speak to. It's like... You being dumber than them does not bode well for you. You know, it doesn't bode well for us as a country that like they're very dumb. You're out dumbing them in the other direction. Yeah. His next commercial is going to be like those like fake manly fake southern politicians they'll always be like chopping wood or something like fishing. Yeah. Shooting no fish on the line. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're at a gun range, they're shooting like you know the, you know the, the it's just anti-gun a, legislation. They're they're just shooting a sign that says Mexicans. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Inflation in <laughs> the country I grew up in no longer exists. Yes, exactly. Tax breaks. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is, and but it works. I mean, it, they wouldn't do it unless it works, and it works because. Most of us are stupid. That's true. And that's where we're at. Can we tap into this audience I somehow? Know. I keep trying. I think we just need to do, we got to pick a side and just get, that's what Clay Travis did. He just picked a side. And then he just said dumb shit. Everyone, everyone was like, yeah, yeah, fuck those guys. I hate the other guys. It's like, <laughs> they're as stupid as you are. He just picked a team. All he did was pick a team. Yeah. He doesn't care. Nobody cares. All a game. It's like Sean Hannity said he's best friends with Stephen A. Smith, and people got pissed off. It's like they're all playing a game. They don't care. Yeah, they do not care about any of this stuff. They want you to care. It's all like you're just part of the theater. I was like, you are so stupid. You're all getting manipulated emotionally. And you can't believe it. Like, the people were really mad that they were friends. Like, they're both rich guys who live in New York and have the same job. Okay, now I want you to pull out your phone and Google Epstein flight logs (laughs) (laughs) to show you how there's only one side of the coin. (laughs) The Bilderbergs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so uh, bottom line, just, you know, everyone sucks. And speaking of Epstein flight logs... Latoya flight log. There we go. Man, she has flip flop, <laughs> flip flop, flopped, and she is now begrudgingly going to pay back the forty thousand dollars in a Spirit airline upgrade she got. That's incredible. 
She's um, really going to be. There's no chance she actually. Pays there's back. no. Um, I guess the you know the town charter, whatever yeah. it is, <laughs> <laughs> the has no date because they didn't think that any this would come up ever. Never. So uh, there's no uh, there's no cutoff time of when you have to pay it back. And I, some reporter, I think it was with Fox, like we're like, when are you going to pay it back? And she was like, uh, I don't have to tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm lying. Yeah. Because I'm not going to pay it back. And if I do pay you back, it's going to be with your own money that I've stolen in another (laughs) way. Well, that was always the dumbest part of this thing from her PR perspective is like she should have just said the first day, okay, I'll pay it back. I made a mistake. I'll pay it back. And then just not do it. Yeah. Because no one's going to make her. No one's looking at. No one has any idea what anybody does they only know what they say yeah because there's not enough manpower to really track of what people are actually doing um like we still don't know how she got to thirty thousand dollars in upgrades it feels genuinely impossible on the amount of flights that she mm-hmm. took uh for it to be that much money but headphones yeah <laughs> salisbury steak biscotti yeah <laughs> in, uh irish coffee uh i, I don't i really find the whole thing she was also on good morning america recently and she was just blaming everyone else for everything and it's like i guess this is a strategy and Mm -hmm. it's like if you just kind of deflect literally everything then maybe someone will believe that you're just in the the product of bad circumstances and that was always the flight thing was she couldn't get away from that because that was nobody else's circumstance but her yeah so so if she can flush that which she's not going to actually pay it she said now that it's a business expense. She has the wherewithal to pay it, which is nonsense. That's just like utter nonsense. That's a sentence that doesn't mean anything. She's saying her it's a tax write-off, so she's going to have $30,000 now to give back. I think uh, like a good plan for her to pay back the flights would just be to allow every citizen one night in that apartment. <laughs> Just give everybody one night and call it even. <laughs> would anyone turn that down? No. It would take like years. It'd be great. It'd be fun. Can you imagine the barbecues that like would go on? Like five years from now, I get it, and we just trash the place. It just gets continually trashed, and then you just spend like $400 on a yeah. cleaning crew. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it'd be more not? fun. It would definitely be more fun. There's no question it'd be more fun. <laughs> that place would burn to the ground in four weeks. <laughs> no questions asked. And then uh, keeping with LaToya, um, what is this? You put this story in here. I put it in there. So uh, Jay Banks, who is a former uh, uh, city councilman, mm-hmm. uh, went and had a, a big fight with the Nooney man. You might remember the Nooney man. He ran for mayor. He is now part of the uh, the. A, a recall effort for Latoya. He's one of the two main people, and he said that not only did he get in a big fight with Jay Banks, then they both got separated and like had to go to the police, and then the police showed up. Like Jay Banks basically walked into the office by himself and had to sign the paperwork, and they showed up with like seven cops at the Nudie Man's door, <laughs> including like, the sheriff's officer, and they had like bazookas pointed at his front door. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, yeah, man, what the, What are you doing here? He's like, he's like, I, are you trying to scare me? He's like, this is ridiculous. And, and uh, 
Yeah, I mean, Jay Banks, Jay Banks, who has an $85,000 job, I, I would love to know how many days a week that guy has actually stepped foot in his office since having an $85,000 a year job at the city. Well, they sell suits, right? <laughs> Is that what he does? <laughs> he doesn't. He steals money from the city. Of Joseph A. Banks? Joseph A. Banks, yes. Is that his father? <laughs> I mean, it is. Uh, it was just a great story of of the Noonie man, uh, the poor Noonie man who is just trying to. You know, he's with the Wild Chapatulas, I think, or the Wild mm-hmm. Pocahontas, something like that. He is. Uh, he's trying to get the mayor out. He runs for office like every year for something, and they're showing up at his house with like guns pointed at the door and seven cops for him to go down for like. A little misdemeanor uh, that the other side got to basically walk in by himself and just, you know, sign the paperwork. So it is uh, it it really speaks to everything about this administration that we think of just like bullying, intimidation, stupidity to someone named Noonie, man, (laughs) just like picking fights when they're completely unnecessary Mm -hmm. to pick. Uh, so congratulations to Jay Banks. He sucked for a long time. He joined Latoya, who obviously uh, sucks with more power. So, uh, you know, always fun. Never a dull moment in this city. Our thoughts and prayers are with Nooney Man. The Nooney Man. He's going to get through it. He's going to get her uh, recalled. I, I believe in the Nooney Man. This has been a fun one, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Ask Siri, Ask Alexa. We're on all that stuff. Check out crescentcanada.com slash free to get a free sample. If you still haven't signed up to DraftKings, promo code Polk and Kush. Everybody, thanks so much. We appreciate the ratings everywhere, especially on Spotify. If you haven't done it yet, take a second and do it. I am Andrew Polk. That is Scott Kushner. We'll see you next time. See ya.